0: Ah, oh, that is Zoe Mutiha. She's in studio. By the way, guys, I must tell you, so the minute Zoe walked in here, number one, I felt underdressed, underprepared for my day <laughs> at work, you know, because sometimes I just wing it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, let's see. What to wear? Hmm. Not thinking about it. And today, Zoe unfortunately is making me question my entire life. Good morning, Zoe. <laughs> Please I mean, don't.
1: You look I, amazing. I, I mean, look wow. at you. Oh
0: god <laughs> o- you've just walked off this the, the cover of uh, South African Vogue. I hey. know we don't have it yet. But I
1: summoned <laughs> that. Some cover girl energy. It's my way of respecting you.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes. So you look so amazing. Thank you. And you just have this aura and presence about you. I mean, the minute she walks in, you feel like, wow, there's a presence. Like, I mean, I'm speaking, so you must know how moved I am.
1: (laughs) Ah, thank you so much. I'm so, so happy to be
0: here with I, I'm you. I'm glad to have you here as our guest for the Friday Wind Down. There's a lot um, that's been happening in your life, in your career, uh, and we'll get to that in, in a bit. But I always like to start with just the beginning for the benefit of all of those who are listening to the show. Some may be familiar with you, some may be not. Who is Zoe Mudicha?
1: Ah, I would say Zoe Motecha is um, a human being, first and foremost. I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. I play all these very incredible roles. Um, in my personal life that keep me happy and fulfilled and grounded. And I'm also a singer, songwriter and performer who is very deeply in love with music and the human experience and being able to tell stories that are the soundtrack to people's lives. You know, using identity, using culture, using language and constantly engaging new ways of being able to tell a modern, evolving African story.
0: You, you you grew up in Peter Maritzburg. How much of that influenced um, your music, who you are in the industry today?
1: I would say probably most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my love for music is something that I learned in Peter Maritzburg, M Bali, Um, I always say that... Um, Badly, it's it's very much typical of a township setting in the best way, in the sense that you are not just raised by the four walls in your home, but you're raised by an entire community of people where everyone is ukoko, everyone is, you know, your sister, everyone is your brother, everyone is your uncle. And, um, you know, we would listen to music well, forcefully be listening to music that is played <laughs> by our neighbors um, at the loudest volume that they possibly could, mm-hmm. you know. But I was very much exposed to all kinds of music through the music taste of my community, whether that wasn't batanga or jazz or kwaito or soul or, you know, any of the music that we enjoy and are happy to exist in now. I got that education, that music education from Mbali. At,
0: at, at what point did you, did you realize you could sing?
1: You know, I I always say that like the idea of music is not something I feel I realized. Mm. I feel it's something that was always there. And I just was simply compelled by the fact that it was always there and it became, you know. Um, I was having a conversation sometime this week, actually, uh, where we were talking about, you know, what the beginning was. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I kind of see five-year-old me writing a song uh, with uh, a neighbor who's still a a neighbor right now in Bali called Mm Rifilwe. We wrote a song and it was like, um, uh, we are black we are white. We love each other. We are one. We live in peace in our land. We love each other. We're happy together. We live together in harmony. See ya, hallelujah. That's like five year old. <laughs> how, how, number one, how were, Some you writing thinking,
0: energy. how were you thinking about these issues? that speak to the heart of this country as a five-year-old. I mean, th- that that's quite powerful. You know, I feel it was probably what
1: was the conversation at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I am... I am born free personified. Mm -hmm. So I was living in a time where there was all those kinds of conversations about what freedom is for the country, you know, um, about uh, Rainbow Nation. There was a lot of that kind of conversation happening. And I think we really do underestimate how children take on that energy and create their own worlds around conversations that are happening in society, you know. Um, And I suppose it's something to protect when it comes to children as well.
0: It, it, It resonated with me because that lyric that that you were just singing singing there, because um, one of the things that you've spoken extensively about in other interviews is being deliberate about celebrating your Africanness, uh, about celebrating black bodies and how these are projected, even in your imaging, whether uh, it's for your albums or different work that, that you are involved in. But when you say this is a song you wrote when you were five, this is obviously something that has been with you your whole life? I would definitely think so. But, Mm -hmm. you know, more than that, I feel like children
1: specifically in society are the old souls of a society, you know. Um, I know that um, there's probably a lot of spaces where um, children are seen as these things that should keep quiet and have nothing to add, you know. But I feel like they are the old souls and the leaders of society, you know. And a lot of the honest thoughts... You can easily dismiss it, but it's probably a good idea to listen to young souls, you know, and mm-hmm. and maybe that was reflected in my experience growing up as well. And I was fortunate enough to have uh, people, family around me and, and just a mother who would always consider my thoughts. I always felt like my thoughts were, were considered and that mm-hmm. it wasn't like, hey, you ne you know, keep Too quiet, late. but it was like, oh, wow, <laughs> this <laughs> is a very interesting way to think, you know, mm. and I, I suppose that has also created confidence over time and being able to articulate my perspective of celebrating black bodies and, and the different forms that we come in, because we are not one thing, mm. but we all of, all of the things that we are are beautiful. You You're know?
0: such a layered human being. Um, how do you bring that to your music? Because I, I feel like there's so many different aspects to you. And yes, it's true for, for many people, but um, there's also a depth about you that, that, that is there. Man, you know, I, I would like to
1: think that music has been the greatest privilege for me mm-hmm. and the greatest gift for me in being able to allow me to create freely you know, and I think the freedom that I'm able to create in allows me to share those many sides that I come in. But I still remain to say that people haven't began to even see the entire layers that I come in, you know, just like every other human being. I am an onion. I've got layers and I'm very excited to continue to share whatever that is for a very long time to come.
0: When you look back at your career, would you say that there was a particular moment that may well have been a big break? Often that's how it's spoken about. You know, some people say my big break was when I auditioned for idols or whatever the case might be. Do you yeah. have one of those moments?
1: Wow, that's actually such a an interesting question. Um I don't know. I, maybe I just haven't looked at big break breaks the same way that people do. Mm-hmm. I definitely acknowledge that I've been privileged and I've had a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I've also risen up to the occasion of those opportunities when they come, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I don't know. I, I think for me, the idea of big break, break doesn't necessarily resonate. Yeah. Because I think every moment means something. You know, like, for example, today I woke up this morning and it wasn't really the best kind of day. But when I walk into the space, I just felt so much love. And that mm. I, I guess that for me would be like a breakthrough that kind yeah. of leans into the rest of my day and mm. the possibilities that that comes with. You know, so I, I maybe I don't look at I don't resonate with the, the word break break, mm. because I think I, I really do genuinely try to see. Uh, really special, heartfelt moments mm-hmm. in very little things. I'm a it's little about, thing kind of person. It's about the journey. It's yeah. about the journey
0: for you. Absolutely. Not just one singular moment. Absolutely. You're listening to Zoe Mudikha. She is our singer, songwriter, performer in studio with me for today. We'll be uh, talking a lot more about her musical journey. Also, uh, her latest album that is out there. uh, Something that she put together during the lockdown. Zoe, how was that? (sighs) So it's funny. In it was released in
1: 2020, in Mm -hmm. the thick of the pandemic in June. Literally in the height of it. The absolute height. (laughs) (laughs) But it was actually recorded a year prior to that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because, I mean, no one would have said that there would be such a thing as the pandemic and how everything came to pass, you know. But I always say that, you know, the universe works in very mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. I thought that maybe on the business end, it might not have been the best time for the project to be out. But it seems to have communicated... A lot of what was happening around the times as well, you know, with the conversations we were having, whether that was the, you know, the femicides, the Black Lives Matter music, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the LGBTQIA plus community, and mm. the plots that they were going through. There was a lot of those, just conversations around being a black body. So I was happy that the music was there to celebrate and uplift us, to see us, to dance with us, to cry with us, to sweat with us, to laugh with us. Do
0: you think it's a case of um, perhaps an an individual being a lot more critical of themselves than others because that's also the album that I understand won a summer award oh yes yes yes, yes. so <laughs> so one would think about it and think well it was great we have a summer to show for it uh, you know I, I appreciate
1: platforms um mm-hmm. That recognize artists. I think the vocation of an artist is one that is very challenging and that can be very difficult to articulate, you know, not to take away from people in other forms of work and the experiences and hardships that they might come through. But Mm -hmm. being an artist is something that is particularly different because I think it requires a dying of self Mm -hmm. all the time, you know, um, to be able to then express something that relates with people. Um, So being able to be appreciated in that, way is is really, really beautiful and it is really affirming. Um, but with me, I think for me, music is something that I just want to live in the minds and the hearts of, of the people that listen to it. I think for me, that is the biggest accolade, you know, mm-hmm. for it to, because if it does that, then it's able to hopefully outlive me. And that's for me what I want because a lot of the artists that I love and look up to have have long outlived um um they, they, their music has outlived them. You know, basically.
0: We'll find out exactly who some of these artists that Zoe looks up to are. It's just after 11.30. Dunel Mutaung is standing by with uh, your latest news headlines. We'll have more of uh, Zoe's songs as well. You can send your messages, your WhatsApp voice notes to 614 And, of course, our studio line, zero double one seven one four. 0006. Lungelo, I know that you don't even need to write this number down because you know it off by heart. Today, I'm not taking your call. <laughs> Let's see if I can live up to it till midday. Uh, Dinewa, over to you on the news desk.
1: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Ah... Uh... Good morning, Mrs. Kathy. Mrs. Kathy, you have, a, you have a queen in studio, in Zoe Motika. The first time I was introduced to her, it was uh, Pemelo Motika around about his uh, her show 1 to 3. I, that was my first time I was introduced to her music, and she had a golden voice. land has a chosen. Thank you. Hello, Zoe. You calling calling. I was introduced t- to your music by Umama Usharu Tuala through her show here at SAFM.
0: Uh, I mean, you can sing. Anyway, a a great voice, I must say. Tell me, what's new
1: in the jazz industry, especially after COVID-19? What's new in the industry in terms of music? I recognize you as a music scholar.
0: Uh, it's we in Pe, thanks. Good morning, Kathy and Zoe. Uh, my question is uh, Zoe, how do you choose artists to record with after you have you now composed a song?
1: What is it that you want from those artists? It's Jeff in Fenizop, thank you.
0: All right. Thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes, and Zoe will ask, answer uh, some of the questions that uh, you've sent through. And of course, uh, we one of the one of our listeners is asking about the song um, that we played just before we went to break. They say uh, this is such a peaceful song. I wish I could understand it. And that was Um Dali, right? Yes, mm. that was Um Dali. Uh, um Dali is basically a
1: song. Oh, I I think I need to say as a as a precursor that I, I wrote in my mother tongue isiZulu Zulu as a way of wanting to just access um a bit more than what I felt I was able to before, you mm-hmm. know. Uh but I've been so happy to realize that regardless of whether you speak or understand Isizulu, this music is for you as well, you know. So I, I feel I do have to uh, put that as a precursor, but Umtali, Um Dali uh, is a song that simply talks about the Creator and the fact that um, we are created in the image of something that is so much bigger than us, and it also just goes into how um, our ancestry is also created in in God's image, and the fact that the fact that we are here, we have mm-hmm. been prayed for by those that come before us and 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 just dwelling in that and realizing that that is powerful and that is beautiful and that we are create we we have in us such a god energy mm-hmm. you know that has been passed through time to bring us to this very moment and this very conversation
0: so, so that's what Umdali Dali is about. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank, thanks for that because I wouldn't have gotten uh, the the translation if you hadn't asked. Unfortunately, <laughs> our our listener didn't <laughs> didn't sign off there, so we both benefited uh, from from that question. So, we do do you want to tackle the the other questions that um, our listeners asked about where you think the jazz industry is? Before I come to your influences, and also. Um, Whether you see and define yourself as a jazz artist.
1: Yes, um, I love this question. Uh, I, I, I've always considered myself to be a jazz-adjacent artist. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that so much of my my knowledge, so much of what I've learned along the way has been so deeply centered in, in jazz. And I think jazz music is the godfather of all modern music. If you listen to hip-hop, you can hear those influences. You can hear it across different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely consider myself more a scholar of music uh, and more a scholar of of just loving different kinds of music and being able to explore that, you know. So that's what I consider myself to be. I will say, though, that the jazz space in South Africa is, and, and Africa is in such a beautiful place right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're beginning to see, or the world at least, is beginning to see and appreciate the fact that we have world-class musicians um, right here at home. Um, just maybe a week ago... Um, an incredible pianist uh, uh, and, a, and a good uh, big brother um, uh, had an album launch uh, for his album, Spirit of In the Spirit of Ndu. And um, it was an opportunity for him to also just engage uh, Blue Note Records, which is a recording... Um, company that is very much interested in what jazz music is doing. Mm. Um, and we were able to see so many incredible acts, you know, from Dabo Zulu to Tandinduli, um to conversations around Seama Kuzeni, conversations around uh, uh, Dumi Mokorozi. And these are all just a lot of uh, jazz adjacent artists that I am a big res- whose music I'm a big respecter of. Mm. I think our music is in good hands and I- I'm very excited to see um, the jazz world being able to reclaim its space, you know, because when I was growing up in the 90s, it was not a niche kind of music. It was a mainstream sound. Very
0: popular. Very popular mainstream mainstream sound.
1: So I'm excited to see my peers and colleagues and a lot of people that will come after me and that have been there before me really champion that sound and be able to show... Not just the world, but also South Africa. That hey, we are here. We have stories to share, and and we are carrying carrying wisdom in these songs. So, know.
0: so then, Zoe, who are the people that have influenced you throughout your career? Musicians that you have looked up to? Oh, there
1: is the longest list. Um, I think um, one artist who for me, or the two artists I think of who for me have always represented just what music is entirely um, has to be Umamle Dambulu Mm -hmm. and Nina Simone. I adore those artists. Um, and over time, I've been able to discover, d- discover the likes of Abomambusim Shongo. Um, I've been able to, you know, Erica Baduz is also an artist that I really enjoy. I just love artists who reflect the times and who are unapologetic about how they do that, and who carry themselves in a way of knowing that their their perspective is is valuable and important, and and will stand the test of time.
0: A, a couple of my favorites are also among those that you you've named, Zoe. D- did you you watch the the, the Nina Simone documentary on Netflix which one Oh, if you haven't had a chance, you must go and watch it. Okay. Uh, it is It is absolutely beautiful. And um, I think after watching it, I was probably playing Nina Simone for a whole two weeks solid because I just thought this woman was just so incredible and so ahead of her time. But it really brings you like the, 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 the full spectrum of her life. And I kind of wish that we had a lot more of that for South African artists as well you know Absolutely. because oh, th- there should be a, a documentary a Netflix documentary about her because they have so much uh, texture to their lives and their contribution to this country as well to where we are as as a society but you just don't see it um in, in this country the way that the way that you should and and unfortunately uh, how people's lives are documented uh, mm. is also lacks that that amount of detail which is unfortunate because it's a history it's a memory that is almost lost to to generations
1: absolutely and i think it brings a sense of of pride when you know an artist that comes from where it is that you come from and you realize what they mean yes. um, to so many people you know if you look at, at even a, an artist like umam Letambulu, you know mm. she was um uh speaking in swahili on a michael Jackson track you know mm-hmm. someone might value Michael Jackson as this incredible artist that he is and I liken someone that grew up where we grew up and I think that can create so much like just pride and us being able to really celebrate our artist a lot more than
0: we do you've had quite a bit going on because we spoke about the fact that, you know, you released an album in the height of COVID, but you've also been a busy lady. So we were talking off air about another Netflix series, Savage Beauty. Um, It's also really, really good. If you have a chance, please watch it. Also because you will be able to hear a bit of, see a bit of Zoe and also hear her music on it. How did that happen?
1: (laughs) Well, um, the the Savage uh, Beauty team reached out um, and they were very interested in using um, I mean, some music I, from the I mean I love
0: that L- listen to Zoe she's like you know Kath I was going by my daily business. In in fact, I just come back from my walk. Ah! Then rings the phone. Oh my! Netflix on the other side. Oh my!
1: (laughs) That is so funny. Well, it's very accurate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Tell us more about yes. what happens in the life of Zoe Mudikha on a oh, day-to-day. Oh, goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they, they reached out and I was obviously very excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I enjoy seeing more of our stories being told on streaming platforms in that way. And, and when I heard more about what uh, the story was about, I was like, ooh. I love the idea of us being able to tell different sides of what our stories are, you mm-hmm. know, um, because as we were speaking off air, a lot of the stories that have come from South Africa have been centered around, you know, our liberty as a people um, and our leaders in that sense. And these are very beautiful and important stories that need to still continue being told. But it's so beautiful to introduce other things that are also um, things that we deal with that, that need to be engaged you know, so it was really beautiful to have a music that I wanted to celebrate black bodies as as the black as the backdrop of that kind of story, mm, a different mm, kind of story. Mm, yeah. Mm. And,
0: and that little cameo that you had. Listen, shall, shall we be looking forward to more calls from Netflix? Maybe next time, ah. you know, you, you might uh, be a, a, a main uh, act in Ooh. the the series. Ooh, I, w- I would absolutely love that. You know, I actually have like
1: a background in um, in musical theater. Oh, wow. I did that so in high school. So you've done drama So I have mm. done drama, but I do definitely have a huge respect for it. I mm-hmm. don't want people thinking like I'm this renowned actress, but it is a space <laughs> that very yeah. much is like, I think so important for storytelling mm-hmm. and that I would like to engage with sooner than later
0: so so you won't mind exploring it never okay <laughs> and that's Zoe Mudeja. we're going to continue with her after this break I'm hoping to squeeze in one more song in fact we'll play the song um, that is being used by Netflix for Savage Beauty so you get a sense of uh, what it says and the message that it carries and we'll continue with Zoe Mudeja. as always I'll take your voice notes on 0614104107
1: Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. All right, thanks. Enjoying the show, enjoying the really show. Cool. Just want to ask the name of the album, Ngannikwane, how did she choose, why did she choose that name? Because that name is speaking a lot from to, to me. It says a lot to me about Inganekwane. because it's how my my grandmother Used to take us as tangent to sit in front of her and tell us stories. So I wanted to why did you choose the name of Inga Neguan?
0: Zoe, do you want to answer that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful question, uh, my brother. So Inga Neguan uh, actually came from a song that I wrote uh, for my for my debut album, Yellow the Novel. And in this song, I was talking about heartbreak. Uh, it was very much based in a real experience, <laughs> but I was telling it in the story in the in this in the way that which is like folklore, mm-hmm. you know, in the ways that our parents used to tell those stories, mm-hmm. you know, and in in Zulu, once upon a time is kwasuga sugeela, and the people that listen say oh, so as to say hey, let's let's get with the story, you know. So I I felt like a lot of what that song was about is is what I was exploring a lot more with mm-hmm. the Full uh, sophomore album called Inganigwan, and it really is about drawing memory, you know. And uh, I think a lot of what the black experience is is the things we already know, yeah. like ipapa ne ni, you know, like ukoko. Um, like we have these kind of memories, or or mama bom tandas, or you know, our 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 grandmothers or our mothers that wear a certain kind of uniform mm. when going to church. There's these memories, or like red polish for the floor. There's these yes. memories that we have, yes. and I think the 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 word Inkaneguane for me captured that wow. in the sense of like um uh, telling a story and wanting to relay that story to to whoever it was that was listening, but mm-hmm. also drawing on memory which is is it, it's something that never leaves our bodies and it's something that mm-hmm. gets passed down
0: it's the power of of music also being about feeling right because once you conjure up certain images in people's minds you also take them to particular uh, you 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 help them feel certain things whether it's nostalgia whether its childhood memories and so they connect to to music at some at at a much deeper level
1: absolutely and a a lot of that the album really was about childhood memories Mm -hmm. you know when i think of so um I was, I was, I was born to one of the most incredible, um, some of the most incredible parents in my point of view. And um, my father was so much about Isintu, was so much about culture and about our stories. And at the time that I was growing up, I didn't, really appreciated so much you know it was just this funny thing because he, he would be quirky about it mm-hmm. but he felt strongly about it so I felt that within Ganeguan I was really going back into that childhood space of like oh my goodness like he, this man gave me a worth of so many things that I didn't see at the mm-hmm. time but I appreciate them so much right now because as I'm navigating life as a as a young woman in the world it's like oh wow there's this identity that I look to so it's it's all these all these layered and beautiful yeah. things that we are. What
0: a beautiful way to to acknowledge and also pay tribute to to the role he's played in your life. Let's talk about uh, where people can see you, what you're going to be getting up to. So uh, this is really an opportunity to just go ahead and promote yourself uh, where people can find you before we get ready to wrap up this conversation.
1: All right. I want to quickly answer the other question very, very quickly um, about a gentleman that was asking about how I choose musicians. Yes, Yes. I don't choose musicians the music does mm-hmm. I just honor the music um, and uh, it it has it happens in a very cosmic way but it's more about energy and it's more about you know kind of feeling that that out so just to answer that as well um but there's so many exciting things that are happening right now um sis, you know i've spent so many years uh, honing the craft and kind of trying to honor the gift as best as i can and now we're excited because next month we're going to be going to the netherlands exporting yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <She's our. laughs> so we'll be going to the Netherlands for the Africa uh, Festival Hurt, in, Hurt, in Hurt Me, and then we'll also be doing the North Sea Jazz Festival alongside Duduzo Makatini, Malcolm and Bokani Daya. And it's a very big deal because we have not seen our music being exported in that way in very many years. So um, yeah, so with the listeners, you can catch me on all um, social media platforms. I'm Z O E M O T I G Z-O-E-M-O-D-I-G-A. Just look for the lady with uh, the colorful eyes and the Zulu hat and that will be me
0: (laughs) the next time we speak to Zoe Mudikha she's going to be telling us about how no I was in the Netherlands (laughs) and Disney called me they were like Zoe hey (laughs) I was taking a brisk walk Brisk, minding my business. A brisk walk in between <laughs> my shows in the Netherlands. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure being in conversation with you. Oh, it's been Thank you so honor. much for coming onto the show. Yeah, I think so. We also brought out a bit of my crazy side. So now yes. I need to go pull myself toward myself so that I'm <laughs> ready welcome, for you guys, guys You're on welcome. Monday. <laughs> That's where I'm going to leave it. This is the song um, that uh, she actually that was chosen to be part of the savage beauty soundtrack uh, where she also has a cameo appearance it's called Abandu we'll leave it there for today Udo Karose uh, in for Sakina Kamwindo for today on the update at noon I'm back with you again Monday morning 9 to 12am right here on The Talking Point